are a single lady. Maybe you remember that old song, even from before my time, by I think it was Neil Sedaka, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Well, today we're going to talk about breaking up, and it really can be hard to do, but it can be easier when we take time to process what happened. And in today's episode, I am going to do something that I have never done before. I am going to give you 16 questions to ask yourself that will help you process your breakup so that you can move on to find that great relationship. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 Podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. You're Shanna. Oh man, breaking up. When I was thinking about breaking up, I was thinking about the different kinds of relationships that I'd been in or the different types of relationships I'd been in and the different men I had been in relationships with. And sometimes it still brings up emotion in me, not because I'm not happy now, I'm very, very happily married, but just thinking about all the pain of all those different types of situations. And one of the things that singles do sometimes that can cause pain or exacerbate their pain from their breakup is not really processing what happened. And the reason why this can cause more pain is because you have a breakup and then we internalize a lot of perspectives and then we can just take all of that stuff into our next relationship. And so to become better at dating, to develop more self-confidence and to feel more secure, it's always, always good to process a breakup. I know it can be really, really difficult to do this, especially if we're lonely, and we don't want to think about it, right? We just want to move past it, forget it, and move on. If we're lonely, we definitely don't want to just move on to the next relationship because that's not really a good strategy. You want to make everything in your single life and everything in your dating and relationship life count. You want it to grow you so that when you move into the future, you are better for the things that happened to you, not that they tore you down. And if you do not process what happened, those things can hurt you more than help you. And I believe that everything, even the negative experiences in our lives can be used for good if we will take time to reflect on them, right? It's no different than a man or a woman who gets divorced, right? They wanna take the time to process what happened and to grow from what happened so that they can be better and they can be better for the person who is in their future. So today, like I I said, I am going to give you 16 questions that you can ask yourself to help you move on. So I'm going to start with these questions, but before we get started, just want to let you know, you can head on over to singleover30.net forward slash breakup. Again, that's singleover30.net forward slash breakup to get this list, to print it out and use it sort of as a journaling time to help you. So the first question is, what did I learn about how to handle conflict? Because most relationships, when we've got a breakup that happened, not all, some end amicably, but in most breakups, there's some conflict that happened. So what positive ways did you learn to handle conflict? What negative things did you learn about conflict? For example, did you learn that when two people start fighting with each other and one person's not willing to listen, that it just escalates things? Like what did you learn about conflict, positive and negative? And also what conflict strategies from this relationship do I wanna ditch next time and which ones do I want to embrace? 
embrace. For example, maybe you found yourself kind of pulling away and shutting down and not really talking during conflict. Is that something that didn't serve you well and that you want to ditch next time and that you want to learn to do better in your next relationship for the health of that relationship? Next question, what led to the breakup? Because you want to think about what happened here. Because when you understand what happened, you can, like I said, be better equipped next time. Now, it can be hard sometimes to take a look at some of this stuff, especially if we feel sensitive and we feel very tender about what went on. It can be hard to look at those things. But you want to look at them and ask yourself, what led to this breakup? Also, if the other person, if the guy that you were dating, if he told you some things about why he was breaking up with you, I encourage you to take a look at that stuff and anything that was true, embrace it and then think, what can I do about this in the future if it wasn't true? And there's a lot of confusion around it and you're wondering, did I do this? Did I do that? And you're suffering from a lot of false guilt. Just let that run off of you because sometimes people can put things on us to make it about us when it's really about them. But again, ask yourself what led to the breakup. And here you might want to write some stories down on the printout on the freebie at singleover30.net forward slash breakup that you can download because it'll help you process what went on. The next question is, how did I feel about myself when things were difficult? So this is a really important question to ask because when things get tough in relationships, if we start blaming ourselves for everything or allow the other person to blame us for everything that's going on in the relationship, we are absolutely giving them more power over us than they were meant to have. So if you did allow this to happen, think about how did that happen? Why did that happen? And what do I want to do about it next time? And when I'm talking about what do you want to do about it next time, I'm not talking about getting more defensive and toughen up so that you can be stronger and put someone in their place. That's not what I'm talking about because core confidence comes from a place inside of you. And when you have that, you don't need that toughness on the outside. You can be assertive and firm without allowing someone to define your worth. The next question is, was I able to clearly communicate in a mature way about my concerns in the relationship? Or did I stonewall? That means you give someone the silent treatment, shut them down, don't talk. Did I sandbag? That means you are collecting all of these different kinds of complaints about the relationship and about the guy and holding them all together and creating them all in a big pile, right? And then all of a sudden just dump them on him? Or did you hold grudges? Or did you actually seek to understand before being understood? Were you able to calmly have a conversation? Or when there was conflict, did you find yourself falling apart? Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with crying, but when we have a really strong, strong reaction to conflict all the time, it may mean that there's some other things going on inside of us, some fears that may not have helped solve conflict in the moment. Next question, did I allow my boundaries to be moved? What I mean is, did you have boundaries at the beginning of the relationship and then somewhere along the way, you allowed the guy to move those boundaries and you gave in where you normally wouldn't? If you did this, why? And is this the way that you normally respond? Do you find yourself wanting to have stronger boundaries, but then you always give in and then you feel bad about it? 
Do you allow your boundaries to be moved in other relationships, like in friendships, or maybe even in your family? I may have mentioned this story before on another episode, but for my first book, I interviewed Billy Graham's daughter, Ruth, and she was talking about how her husband of many years, I want to say they were married for over 20 years, that he was unfaithful to her. And she was very, very wounded from that, obviously. And then after that divorce, she just didn't want to be alone. She'd been alone for a while, and she was tired of doing everything by herself. And so she said she met this charming widower, and she fell for him, and she said she allowed her boundaries to be moved. And unfortunately, as a result, that relationship failed. So when you do that, you're not thinking clearly. You're not coming from a place of conviction. Next question. Did I move into exclusive dating when deep down I knew that it probably wasn't a good idea? Now, there could be all kinds of reasons that someone does this. Maybe you're afraid of saying no. Maybe you don't want to lose the guy. You are afraid of saying no because you don't want to discourage him. Like, why did you do that? And is that something that you typically do in relationships? Did you quickly move into exclusive dating because you got all swept up and you put any red flags that you were feeling to the side because of those high emotions? And is that something that you normally do? Next question. Did I ignore my gut check that something wasn't right and that he probably wasn't a good fit, but I did it anyway? So if so, why? Why did you date someone that you didn't feel like you were a good fit with? Why did you ignore those red flags? I was speaking with a woman this last week and she was saying that she has this pattern of dating men that she knows that it's not going to go anywhere, but she'll date them for several months. And we talked about why. And she was saying it's because she's really deep down afraid of a serious relationship. So if she dates somebody who she knows she won't become serious with, then she's emotionally safe. But it still fulfills her desire for some sort of relational closeness with a guy. So there could be all kinds of reasons that we ignore our gut check and ask yourself, if I do that, why do I do that? Next question, am I trying to fix what happened in the relationship by rehearsing conversations and events in the relationship? The reason this is a good thing to ask post-breakup is because it can be a sign of being traumatized or feeling guilty. The reality is, is that sometimes, unfortunately, you just can't fix things, right? So we have to make peace with those things that we cannot fix. So when you find yourself in your mind rehearsing over and over and over conversations or situations that happened, what you're really trying to do is fix that somehow so that you can move past the breakup. If you find yourself in this place, I seriously invite you either to get some counseling or to get some good coaching to help you move past that point. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I stayed stuck in regret and trying to fix something that was never going to be fixed from the past. It was because I felt so bad about what happened. And I finally had to get to a place where it was like, okay, it's fine. It happened and it's all right. That's the place that we all need to get to post-breakup, right? Especially if something wounded us really deeply. Next question, did I manage my angry, jealous, or insecure emotions in a way that hurt the relationship? For example, did I attack? Did I become passive-aggressive, manipulative, or bossy? Or was I able to explain, hey, this is how I'm feeling from a place of maturity? 
And if you didn't, why? Why did you become manipulative? Do you think that's the only way that you can get love? Why did you become passive aggressive? Why did you attack the other person? These are all good questions to ask because these types of behaviors do not lead to healthy relationships in which two people respect each other. And so if you can look at this stuff and oh, it takes a lot of humility, right? And a lot of courage. But if you can look at anything that you might need to change, it will mean you're better for it in the future. Next question, did I internalize insensitive or unkind things that my boyfriend or date said to me? Did I take them on as my own? It kind of goes along with what we were talking about earlier about someone having power over your worth or your identity. And if you took those things on as your own, are you still hearing those comments in your head? Even after you are in a relationship with someone, maybe someone who is unhealthy or controlling or manipulative, you can still hear their comments over and over and over in your mind. And if you did internalize those things, and you did believe what he said, why? And what is the truth about who you are? This is so important to know because we carry these things from one relationship to the next. Next question, what did I learn about the kind of man that I wanna choose next time? What character qualities have I learned are really important to me? And how can I go about getting those character qualities in a man? One of the things I teach my coaching clients to do and everybody to do, even on this podcast, is to slow down. Because when you slow down, you're going to see someone for who they really are, and you're going to see how you truly fit with the other person. That's one way that you can go about getting those character traits. Because really, anybody can pretend for like five or 10 minutes, but people can't fake who they really are over a period of time. Next question, are there similarities between the man I just broke up with and other men I have dated? If so, are those similarities good or not? And if not, why do I continue to choose the same kind of man? You might ask yourself, if I keep choosing the same kind of guy, why is that? Am I afraid of choosing a different kind of man? Is it because I'm going too fast? Is it because I'm not recognizing similarities between the men I date because I haven't taken time to really look at the kind of men I'm dating? Is there something I'm believing about myself or about relationships or about men that's keeping me stuck dating men that I shouldn't be dating? Next question, did the pacing of the relationship have anything to do with the breakup? Meaning, was it a fast burn at the beginning and then it just flamed out? If so, what can you do different next time to slow that relationship down? And if you want more information on how to slow a relationship down, just head on over to episode 60, how to stop rushing into relationships. Next question, how do I want to leverage what happened in this relationship and with this breakup to make me stronger, kinder, wiser, and just better? Like what's a perspective that I can take about what it's done for me to make me a better person instead of feeling like it was done to me? And we're almost done. A couple more questions. Is there anything I am believing about myself, men, relationships, love, or anything else that isn't true that I need to fix before moving on to find a new relationship? And I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. This is so important because you've heard me say 
over and over again on this podcast that whatever happens on the inside happens on the outside. And if you're believing things that are not true, it can really, really trip you up in the future. One of the things that I see women believe all the time is that they're not enough or they're not worthy of being loved. And that's going to completely affect how you act in relationships. Another thing that women sometimes believe is that they can't choose well. One of the things that can help you choose well is to reflect, just like what we're talking about. You can learn how to choose a great relationship and a good man when you implement productive dating patterns and also take time to learn about yourself and about men and about dating. You've got this. The next thing is, do I feel that I would benefit from some coaching or counseling to get a healthy perspective about what happened? If you find yourself ruminating over and over about things that happened in the relationship, if you feel stuck like you can't move past it, I really encourage you to get some counseling or some coaching to help you. I stayed stuck, like I mentioned, for years after a bad breakup. And it really, really affected me. I didn't realize at the time how negatively it was affecting me and my love life, but it definitely was. So be good to yourself. You deserve to have and to find a great relationship. And I really hope this has been encouraging to you. And as I close, remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, please.